Hey there, I want to welcome you to this week's Deeper Dive Podcast. I'm Johnny Scott, Senior Teaching Pastor here at Generations Christian Church in Tampa. If you're part of the GCC family, then uh, this is really meant to be an extended cut, a deeper dive into the things that God is doing in our midst during the weekend services as we open God's Word, we celebrate together. Uh, all of those good things that uh, this just takes us deeper. It's kind of a guide and a study guide for the week in front. And so all of the extended reading um, or links and things that I talk about in the weekend sermon can be found in the uh, detailed about section on this podcast and you can get the extended reading. But I really want to talk a little bit about the current series we're in. These things I leave you. Uh, Jesus lives this perfect life, dies uh, for our the substitutionary death for us. We're supposed to die because of sin. Christ dies for us. And then he looks at the followers after defeating death. He stands on the shores of the galley and, and tells them, I'm gone. I'm out. And this isn't a bad thing. This is a good thing because the Holy Spirit is going to come. And the Holy Spirit is what you need, actually. And the Holy Spirit's going to bring gifts. I'm leaving you some things. And he's not just leaving us presents to make up for him being gone, but we have a mission. These are tools. These are equipping tools that help us in the mission that's in front of us. The way we say it, our mission is to uh, connect people to Christ here at Generations Christian Church. That's our vernacular. And so uh, for me, the, the carrot in church, like what are we after? What are we doing? What's the vision for us? The carrot was planted in my heart long ago, being a part of as a child, really awesome churches, great churches that were making an impact and connecting people to Christ. And our fellowship, our time of being together in the body was super sweet. I've got wonderful memories as a child through these things. And so um, one of the things that uh, really kind of started this for me 20 years ago, Sally Morgenthauer wrote, wrote a book uh, called Worship Evangelism, where she really talks about a longing for retrieving the, the most authentic, sincere, as close to we can get to it as the, the apostolic worship that God had intended for us. You know, how can we, and all of the writings in the New Testament, there's warnings and course set, you know, where they're setting us back on course. We looked at one of those this week, and one of the things that Jesus left us this week's concentration is communion. Communion is one of the things that he's left us. And in worship evangelism, Sally Morgenthaler really, you know, sets up that communion, although we sing at church and we pray at church and we fellowship at church and there's a reading of God's word, all of these things are laid out in, in church. One of the main things is this meal of communion. And in the early church, that was the case as well. And so um, communion is what we are looking at. And I've even said that Jesus is a foodie. Okay, I, I ever been to a nice place, a great restaurant, and you know it's seafood or steak place, and you there's always that one person at the table that says, "I want chicken fingers." Okay, you know, not acceptable. Okay, not no no chicken fingers allowed at 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 this place. Where you know, I'm not talking McDonald's or, but you know, you go to a place where you know it's a little bit more nice and expensive, and there's better things you can have than, you know, we're just stopping at Chick Fil A and getting chicken nuggets. Um, I, I think Jesus was a foodie. I think uh, his ministry clearly shows that. Jesus ate his way through ministry. A lot of what the disciples uh, did with Jesus was involving food. They had a budget for food. And when the budget wasn't there, Jesus just made food happen. And he said some of his most uh, crazy and hard to understand things around a table. Um, and Jesus 
culminates the most important part of his ministry, but before his death and resurrection would be this meal that he institutes that we still uh, oversee today. And I would even back us up and um, say that Jesus in, in the book of Exodus establishes his kingdom, the first kingdom, uh, Israel, through, through feasts. Uh, Kevin Howard and Marvin Rosenthal have a book called The Feast of the Lord. Moses is called up onto this mountain and everything that happens on the mountain, the way God says, here's your culture, go and be my people and I'll be your people and the way that we're going to connect with one another and live with one another, the way I'm going to be your God is through the observance of meals. And it's at the observance of one of these meals uh, that's been happening for 1,500 years called the Passover meal uh, that Jesus reinstitutes a new meal for us. He doubles down on the Passover meal and adds to the epic story that God has for us by this communion meal where we remember Jesus. And not just Jesus and his ministry, but the longer story of Jesus. He's been calling us before then, even into the Passover. And so the Feast of the Lord, which lays out all of the major feasts of the Jewish faith. It's a book by Kevin Howard and Marvin Rosenthal. If you want some deeper dive, I would totally call you to that book. And uh, Jesus, looking at how he ate his way through his ministry, um, actually doing a little bit of a, a podcast thing here. If you're the first person to comment on this podcast, then I've got a book to send to you um, called, um, it's, it's by a friend of mine named uh, uh, Aaron Chambers, and it's uh, Jesus, it's Eats With Sinners, because that's what Jesus did in his ministry. And it's a look, it's just a look at how Jesus ate his way through his ministry and how food plays an important part. But this week, for deeper dive, besides the reading that's here, what I really want to challenge you to is this. Have a meal with some people very intentionally. Uh, Maybe this is your regular meal around the dinner table. Maybe it's a lunch meal. Maybe it's something that you need to set up. And the whole intent of the meal is you're eating food that you need to. If you don't eat, you'll die. Uh, Jesus puts this into the fabric of our faith experience with him. If we don't believe in Jesus and walk with Jesus and understand who Jesus was and intentionally concentrate, meditate on who he is, we'll spiritually die. So have a meal. Go to Chili's. Go somewhere. But when you have this meal, do this. The whole time talk about the ministry of Jesus. Like, remember him. Like, you're there through eyewitness accounts. Remember, do you remember when Jesus did this, you know, in Matthew, or Jesus said this in John? Like, talk about the ministry of Jesus with friends who believe. And then, talk about what Jesus is doing now in your life. And I would even do this. Actually raise a cup at the table and say, we're doing this meal to remember him. And in so doing, you're proclaiming his death. You're preaching a sermon through your meal. You're practicing believing in Jesus, what he did in his ministry, what he's doing in your life now. And that will be the fullest sense of what I think Jesus instituted in the communion meal and what Paul said to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 7, 26, 27, 28. Uh, you're, You're proclaiming his death until he returns. That's the closest we can get a full meal with friends, remembering Christ then and now what he's doing and the future what he's yet to do. It's the fullest sense of the communion meal that Christ left us. Live a communion meal, commune with Jesus this week. Have a great deeper dive as you read from Exodus, as you read some of these passages in the gospels about the meal that Jesus instituted for us. Have a great week. God bless.